Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Oh, oh, hey, oh, 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 you okay, man? Yeah, yeah. Good yeah, thing I was buckled well, in. Yeah. Well, Crazy you know, driver. We're not in the studio this week. Yeah, we're out doing some car stuff or yeah. something. But we thought we'd bring to you uh, one of our favorite episodes. Yeah. It's kind of a best of show. Yeah, we're going to do this every now and then when we when we have to. And also just to, you know, kind of have a, have some retrospect on some cool things yeah. that happened in previous podcast Absolutely. episodes. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll, we'll be back live next week. Yep, we'll see you then. See ya. Episode number 24, 2016 Camaro and the F-Bod Father. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, guys, and welcome back to The Camaro Show. Welcome. And, uh, you know, this week... This is, this is going to be a long episode. This is going to be a very long... So, so strap in, folks, because uh, we have a special guest in the studio. That's right. None other than Scott, the F-Bod father, Sotomayor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Welcome, Scott, to this program. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. Great and, to be here. And before we forget, we got to give a welcome to everybody who's joining us on Periscope. We've been we using Meerkat up until now, yep. but we shifted over to Periscope. Um, seems to be going great, but I understand they're having some network difficulties. I, I guess. I mean, what's I up guess with that? We're doing, doing the best we can. We're going to keep watching. Just, just in case you, know, you can't see the show, of course, you're going to listen to this episode when we re- release it. So. Yeah. So it's like we said, it's going to be a long one. We're going to spend the first half talking about uh, all the cool Camaro news that just came out this past week, and then we're going to a lot of good stuff. Got a couple of voicemails that's going to separate that with um, us just talking to our friend Scott yeah. about his amazing career, some of the great accomplishments he's done that he's very modest about. So we're going to have to prod it out of him, <laughs> and uh, and uh, what he's what he's you know just his, his take on everything. So welcome Scott to the show. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Great to be here. Great yeah. to be here. Thank you for being here. So let's get into the the big news the this big week. The big news and and have Scott just be another just another host here. Yeah, so just, boom, Monday, I believe it was, drops the 0 to 16 performance, the weight and everything of the uh the 2016 the 6th generation car, uh the Camaro. Um we are looking at some really impressive performance numbers here. Uh we're looking at uh the Camaro SS with times very close to the fifth generation ZL1, which is impressing the hell out of me. I'm talking zero to sixty times with a with a auto of four point oh seconds and twelve three at hundred and sixteen miles an hour. So <laughs> who was it that said that if we like the ZL1 performance? Al. It was was it Al? I believe it was Al, yeah. That you would like the 2016 SS performance. Yes. Guys, Team Camaro is never asleep. We never sleep. Mm. Yeah, well, that 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 shows because tw- showroom stock. A, showroom stock. A Camaro SS 12.3, unheard of. I believe in the press well, release it says this is the fastest SS ever. It is, it is. Think about this. The four-cylinder has as much horsepower as our LT1s had, okay? Yeah. And we charged for it in 1968. We offered 278.5 horsepower and a 327 engine and charged for it. Uh, yeah, and according to our friends at the Camaro White Book, I think it was $92.70 for that 327. <laughs> <laughs> that 70 cents, right, Scott? Yeah, right. <laughs> 70, and they made sure they got the 70, 70 cents. cents. Yeah. Right. So uh, so that's the, the, LT, the new LT1 and the new LFX. Is that is that it? What's yes. what's the the V six? Yep. Now the uh, two liter turbo. Yes. We don't want to say four cylinder. Nope. What's some, the, what's some very impressive times on that? Two hundred and seventy five well. horsepower, and yep. like like Scott, like you said, it, that, that's the the, uh, the was it the Gen four LT one. Yep. Gen yep. four. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's good to have you because now we don't have to fact check. We just have <laughs> you. LT one. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to these numbers. Yeah. Fourteen O. At 99 miles an hour for the auto, 14.0 at 100 miles an hour for the manual, zero to 60 
in 5.5 seconds for a freaking four-cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is not a 94 LT1 Camaro. No, well, I remember, my, my Chris, when we met, I had my 1996 Camaro SS. Yes, I remember. And I had very a year-long struggle much. getting that out of 14.4 at like 97 Eight, miles 90, an hour. Yeah. I mean, I still have the time slip somewhere from that. And I had a lot of them too, and I just put that thing through the ringer to make it go faster. And then it woke up, and then I cracked the thirteens. And you know, the point is, not everybody's going to buy a four cylinder. Not everybody's going to buy a six cylinder or a V eight. We're offering a lot of choices. There's definitely a lot of choices, and for there's a lot of reasons for people buying a Camaro. It isn't always about performance. A lot of the time, it's about appearance. Is is this the first time you could buy a Camaro that has a, the four, six, and eight option? No, we offered that in the third generation car. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah. The Iron Duke was available that is then. That's correct. Yep. That Which is we correct. probably shouldn't compare with <laughs> no, I don't the, think so. the, the two liter turbo. It has nothing to do with it. No. So. Well, you, I, I, I'm stunned. Do you want to hear the weight? Yeah. Because remember, <laughs> we, we, we have a lot of. Um, the new Camaro is a fat peg. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are a lot of people told us that we'd never make this car handle. Of course, then something <laughs> like called a ZL1 came out, and then there was a Z28 that came out. Yeah. yeah. And Once then, again, uh, wrong. And then, as, as Donald Trump would say, wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's let's, correct. Let's start with the two-liter turbo car. Let's, let's do that. This is going to shock you. <laughs> this No, I'm serious. This is going to shock you. Okay. The car comes in at 3,339 pounds. Wait a second. <laughs> Did I hear you say 3,300 pounds? Yes. 600 pounds less than the 5th Gen yeah. V6? Yeah, they're saying an estimated 12.1 pounds per horsepower. Uh, the 3.6 liter V6 comes in at 3,435 pounds. And the V8... Thirty-six eighty-five. That is ridiculous. When 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 they were talking about that they shed weight on this car, they weren't kidding. They were not kidding. And the best part is, is if you're a tall guy like you, Chris, there's still enough room in the car for you to fit and be very very comfortable. Wow. In fact, the uh, the driver actually has more room in the car. Um, just 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 for argument's sake, let's talk about that '93 Camaro. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. We curb, a lot curb weight on that '93 Z28 that had 275 horsepower. Yep. 3,373 pounds. 30, what was that again? 3,373 3373 for the Z28. Wow. So what is that two liter turbo? 33, 39. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to say this, and I know everybody's already done the math in their head, but we're talking the same horsepower. Modern technology, new creature comforts, less weight. Yeah. Newer technology, uh-huh. safer. <laughs> Guys, let's put it this way. The, the 15 Camaro Disciples gave us a whole bunch of boxes to check, and we checked every box that they asked for. And Jason, you were in those meetings. So I you was. Know that. Yep. Everything you asked for, we delivered. And we've said that for a long time. when I time. say we, I mean Al Oppenheiser and his team. And the, and the team. And the design team. What you asked for, you got. We say that a lot when when people say, well, okay, that's great that you came out with this, but we want this, that, and the other thing. And I said, listen, so far, everything that everybody said that they wanted has eventually come to its fruition within reason. Yeah. So give it time, and the team will listen and deliver, and they have. I think they proved that with all of the a la carte features that are that are available to to add on to your 2016 Camaro. Well, let's think about this. This thing has 20-inch wheels. Yeah. In the new yeah. one. You know, I mean, it has things that you can't even fathom on a fourth-gen car. So well, when people compare the fifth-gen to the fourth-gen and how the weight, oh, it used to be like this, it used to be like that. Well, guess what, some bitch? It's awesome now. And we also package it so that you can get leather interior, but you don't have to have all the creature comforts if you don't want it. Right, yeah. You know, so we were listening to the way we packaged the car. Uh, you know, some people want the uh, ventilated seats. They want the heated seats. They want memory seating then there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other people that don't want that but they want leather so we yep. addressed that this is this is incredible. that was a big deal that yeah. was a huge deal yeah you know i, I can only get it oh. like three different ways oh that, and by the yeah. way we gave you bright blue yes hyper blue yeah. hyper blue i think is going to be a huge seller i think it it's going to be great. a huge it looks, seller it looks great. i sure hope so because blue is a traditional has not sold well but really? we're sure hoping that it will and our early numbers indicate that yes people really love it so when they showed it uh, on the stage there, when they unveiled the 2016 Camaro, it was is, incredible. This is ceramic interior, the white interior. Yeah, oh, that's man. another nice feature. That's just going to look terrific. 
Oh man. So so the numbers are coming, but they haven't released the pricing of the two liter the turbo. Two liter turbo yet? I don't think so. All, all I saw was available first quarter twenty sixteen. Right. I'm really curious as to how the and Scott. I'm not setting you up. I'm just, Chris, I'm looking at you. Yeah. I'm really curious to know how that's gonna how that four cylinder. Excuse me, two liter turbo is going <laughs> to compare to the V6 in terms of price because right. the the numbers are that that's that it's probably going to be a hell of a horsepower bargain. Yeah. And I, I keep saying this and mark my words, there's going to be tremendous amount of potential. I'm starting to turn into Trump. Mark <laughs> my words. <laughs> By the way, there's tremendous potential for that engine. Yes, my buddy Steve is. over there, full throttle speed has it has the same engine in his Cadillac. He's been goofing around with that and he's been finding all kinds of funny power out of that. <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah. I'm gonna say that's gonna be the sleeper of the year. Yeah. 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 And it'll be the bargain. Uh, here's a, a fast fact with which we have talked about since the 2016 Camaro came out. Yeah. The 2016 Camaro two liter turbos, 275 horsepower rating, matches the output of the 93 through 95 Camaro Z28s 5.7 liter V8 and offers comparable acceleration performance. Hmm. They've uh, highlighted this. In the press release. Oh, and, wow. And, so, and yeah. And I, I talked about this with multiple people on the launch. And <laughs> it's, I mean, with, with Cafe down the roads and whatnot, I mean, this is probably, oh. I mean, we're the future yeah. we're, we're seeing here. Yeah. The reality is, is we have to hit 54.6 miles per gallon by 2024. <sighs> and that includes Silverado and Suburban. So. Is, is that number, for those who aren't familiar with it, is that number an average across all vehicles? That's corporate average. Corporate average. Corporate average. From front to back, it's got to average out to that. So that's if you got a Volt yeah. that's got 100 miles per gallon, yep. you, that's that's your yep. that's your yep. horse in the barn yep. there. Yep. Your steed. But yep. then if, if you got the gas-sucking V8, then that's going to bring that average yeah. down. So you can bet we're, we're working in the future. So Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I was th- just uh, as a real quick side note, I was thinking about all the things we did to that original fourth, gener- Generation 4 LT1. Uh, to make it faster, like the the throttle body airfoil oh and the adjustable fuel pressure regulator and, and the cold and air intake, cold air intake, and the honker from Callaway and <laughs> and There's so the, much stuff. The, the the rear intake leak and 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 oh man, those were like dark days of horsepower. That was it's, old it's just, school, man. And I compare well, those days. It was old school when, when we got. That's when you and I got started, yeah. you know. And I look at what what we have down the pipe now. If if somebody were to say, "Hey, guess what? In about twenty years from now, you're going to have the same amount of power, but you're going to have technology that you can't even imagine right now." And performance, it's insane. It, it's it's really great, and and it just shows where General Motors is going, where it, where it's been, where it's yep. where it's going. And I think yep. it's I think it's a great thing. We've been seeing, I've been seeing articles left and right saying this is the golden, the new golden age of muscle cars. Yeah. And that two-liter turbo is part of that. Yeah. And I hope all the naysayers that Camaro can't lose weight, uh, well, like you like you said, uh, what was it, oh, pretty much 10 years ago, the, was it the Cult of the Crow Eaters yeah. or whatever it was? I started the Cult of the Crow Eaters. Very few were, had, had the stones to actually admit that they were part of that, but, but uh, they, there's more people in that club than they know. Yeah. They have a comparison here on the chart. Uh, for the V8, uh, it is 223 pounds lighter than Gen 5. The V6 is 294 pounds lighter than Gen 5. And the 2-liter turbo, which they didn't have in Gen 5, yeah. is 390 pounds lighter than Gen 5's V6 car. Scott, do you know if, if the 6th generation has a spare tire, a full-size spare tire in it? No, it doesn't. It does not? Okay. No. I was just thinking, if you take the spare tire out, it's yeah. 400. <laughs> no, I'm sure they... They earned all of their weight <laughs> back in the car, just like did what they did with the Z28. So we're gonna t- we're gonna talk more with Scott about you know what you can talk about to this yep. day um, about uh, things like you know the effort that they put in going from the fourth gen to the fifth gen to the sixth gen later on in the show. But we do have to move on, yeah. uh, at least in the immediate, to something that Scott's probably gonna remain rather quiet about. What's that? Is what has come out of what's apparently being driven around the ring. What Norberg ring? Okay, so, that, so that, that, that's <laughs> what probably talking about? that's probably all he's going to say at this point. So. Uh, yeah, um, the Nurburg ring uh, in Germany. There is where uh, people go to t- 
test all their cars and whatnot. And uh, what do you know? This week, a video and pictures pop up of this camo Gen 6 car. Super Mega Camaro. Screaming around the ring. You want, you want to give us a little... Uh, yeah, you betcha. A little... Sounds like an automatic to me. Yeah. I know Alan the boys are out and uh, out at the ring this week. That's right. And uh, what do you know? The so, stuff pops up. So to answer your question, yeah, that Nurburgring. <laughs> <laughs> that, I know nothing. I know that, that, and that's fine. The, that's not why you're here. Well, this just proves Team Camaro never sleeps. We never yeah, just, sleep. Just what you said. They're always working on something. I think I think people need to understand that people that are on Team Camaro are Camaro enthusiasts. It's not just a job to them. They're the custodians of the brand, but they live, eat, and breathe it. And I keep telling people this, and and I'm hoping that people finally understand it's more than just words. We really do live this. I mean, people live, eat, and breathe the car. They're they're true enthusiasts. That is very apparent because um, a new Camaro team member was introduced to us this week in a YouTube video of them drifting a 2016 yeah. Camaro, yeah, a two-liter turbo Camaro. Oh, there it is, the two-liter uh, By the name of Michael Tung, and uh, he was uh, featured in a new Chevrolet video released this week, and... Uh, he looks like he is uh, screaming around a, a, a parking lot. Well, drifting around a parking lot. Hold on, let me see if I can That's get some. That's actually at the uh, proving grounds. Is that the proving grounds? At the famous Black Lake. Have to do oh, Black Lake. To the limit and over the limit. Two liter turbos. Got 275 horsepower. It's light. It's got good power. It's got good handling. I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. And that's what we've been saying all along. Exactly. This is going to surprise people. Michael Tong um, is really th- putting, as I say, putting the wood to this car there at, <laughs> yeah. Black, at Black Lake. And I recognize it immediately. It's incredibly tossable. It's incredibly tossable. That was the first thing I noticed when I drove uh, the 2016 at the media event. Uh, they, they let us drive the V6 cars and just how nimble the car was compared to Gen 5. Because like, in the, the first 30 feet... <laughs> yeah, and you noticed how much room you had in it. You're yes. a big guy. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't notice the, like sun, the sunroof though. I don't know if my car had a sunroof in it because I, mean, I think you, yours did. Because I think your GoPro video showed the sunroof. Yeah, so that yeah. would give you one like like usually like an inch less headroom mm-hmm. in the car. Yeah, uh, although I might have had it off to the side. I don't remember yeah. at the time. But so so look look at what's going on here. We've got some incredible numbers coming out. For the for the cars that we already know are happening, we've got this mystery death machine <laughs> Z twenty eight slash ZL one. That's the thing. People are saying it's a ZL one, but it Camaro could News. be an SS. Oh yeah, maybe it's just a super SS. Maybe it's an SSS. Super SSS. <laughs> yeah, a brand new, just a with the RS. So it's a SSSRS. <laughs> Yeah. It's starting. It's starting to sound like Superfest Awards. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so there's something's going on over there, and then we've got this Michael Tong guy who knows how to drive a car well. Yep. Putting the screws to this poor little two liter turbo that's taking every every. Yeah. Every, he's, a, he's a drifter. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not a big fan of drifting, but he's, he's it, got some skills. The fact that he can do this in this in this factory prepped if you will yeah. test car well, 30, instead of 3300 pound camaro well usually if you see the drifting guys they have specially equipped vehicles to do what he's doing on what's the prototype i would assume captured test fleet i don't know what kind of car he's driving here but it's not I'm yet sure ready for car, showroom yeah. so that means they're they're still working on it what what did a third gen camaro weigh 31 around there yeah um let's take a look at the uh Look at an 82. Oh. That, that would have been the lightest weight one. All right. Slightly. 82 was, uh, oh, 2,961 pounds. Oh, wow. And I remember that was a four-cylinder engine in that car. Yeah. And it had a staggering uh, 100, 145 horsepower <laughs> out of a V8. Out of a V8. 
Those are the, oh, lean, those are the lean years, huh? <laughs> so we, we always compare it to the third gen. Let's take a look at the 93, um, 3373. Oh, okay. Like we said earlier. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Interesting. All right. So that's what's going on. And Scott, uh, we're not going to ask you to comment on it. So do you have any comments on that? <laughs> no comments. <laughs> no comments. Okay, great. Um, And then, so I, I kind of like to meet this Michael Tong guy and talk yeah. to him a little bit. Maybe we'll get the chance one day. Yes. In the meantime, Chris, maybe um, we need to talk about this uh, Find New Roads thing. Yes. That's going on. What's the scoop with that? There's going to be uh, an, an event uh, that's going to be starting in October called uh, the Find New Roads Trip. Find New Road Trip, I believe. Yep. Uh, Chevrolet asked us to, to send this out to our uh, listeners and our, our viewers here. They're going to be doing... Um, basically an introduction events to the 2016 uh, Chevrolet vehicles. I think uh, the Volt is new in 2016, the Malibu, the Cruze, the Camaro. Uh, so they're going to be doing events. And uh, if you go to findnewroadstrip.com, you'll be able to, you'll be able to find a city near you where you'll be able to check out some of these vehicles. Uh, starting October 21st in Syracuse, New York, heading then to um, Nashville, Kansas City, Boston, Philly, Lincoln, Nebraska, all the way to the end to uh, Phoenix, Arizona and November 14th. So uh, head on over to uh, find new road trips or find new roads trip.com. Right Check on. that out. It seems pretty cool. So if you haven't had a chance to see the new Camaro in person, look, this is going to be your chance. Cities and dates, yeah, and talk to people who's who've been driving them around, mm-hmm. getting real world. This is a press event, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a press um, long lead drive. Yep. Pretty cool stuff. I think. I think it's cool that they're starting that Chevrolet is starting to involve things in. Um, moving on, we got to talk about some some bad news. Mm. Um, that we uh, just uh, were informed of the passing of Dick Goldstrand, who is known as Mr. Corvette. Um, I believe he worked up until his 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 passing. Um, he was a Corvette uh, guy through and through. Knew a tremendous amount about Corvette racing. Um, look him up online because there's there's so much forgotten history about this guy because you know he's. He's been around for a long, long time, yeah. and he really had a serious impact on on the industry and especially uh, the racing for Chevrolet mm-hmm. and Corvette. So, uh, hats off to you, Dick. Uh, wherever you, you may you be, you found an article on Haggerty, didn't you? Yeah, I've talked about Haggerty's uh, email newsletter quite a bit. It's actually a pretty good newsletter to subscribe to if you have the opportunity to, because it's very lightweight. You only get one a week, and it's got like four or five cool entries about. What's going on in the industry? Yeah, more more like collector car area, which a lot of gold strand Corvettes are. But it also kind of keeps you in tune with the history of cars instead of just all the new stuff that's at the Frankfurt Auto Show and everything like that. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it keeps yeah, you yeah. rooted back to where where the cars, the golden age of cars and performance and racing and collectability. Sure, and it's just entertaining. It's it's very well well written, and I think that the Haggerty folks do a very good job of that. Um, and then back to some good news. Um. Just like we've uh, done every year for the past several years, yeah. Chris, you and I are having a meet and greet yeah. at the SEMA show this All year. All right, going back to Vegas for SEMA to lose my money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Vegas get, 2016. Vegas. Uh, Jason loses his pants. I lo- well, well, that's the thing. I was going to say, well, and I also get I also get dancing <laughs> lessons, sharing that, and I also get presentation <laughs> lessons from a male stripper from the Thunder from Down Under. Uh, that's right. That happened. That, last that year. happened last year too. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody kept buying me drinks, which yeah. I encourage everybody to do again. Just keep yeah. me away from that thunder down yeah. from down under guy, because I don't want any more lessons from him on how to dance uh, so or remove you, my pants. So what do you think? We'll do the same same thing this year. We'll do uh, yep Wednesday Wednesday night eight o'clock p.m. Vegas time at Octane Bar um, in the upstairs of the Excalibur Hotel yeah, and Casino. Sounds good. And the cool part is, is that we had a couple of very cool guests, uh, Mike and Steve from Full Throttle Speed, which I mentioned quite a bit. They're actually having theirs, same place, same time, so it's going to be kind of like a partnership oh, type time. thing. Great time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we encourage you to come out if you're going to be in the Las Vegas area, and especially for SEMA. Yeah, if you're at the SEMA show, why don't you come on up? And uh, Yeah, guys, if you're listening, it, it, this is well worth going to. Yeah. 
Definitely. Always good stuff. And we may have a few extra special guests this year if we can rally them up. Nice. Yeah. We'll be talking about that more. we got about 40 days or so, give or take, before this happens. So, uh, so it's, oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's the middle of September already. I know, no, isn't it's, it? It's coming towards the end of September, <laughs> I hate to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, how, old, how old is uh, your son, Vito, Chris? Uh, he's uh, seven. Yeah, mine's 19. <laughs> so, suck it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, and, and on that happy note, we should probably get to whatever voicemails that we have. Yeah, let's let's check out and see who has called in this week. Yeah, maybe they got a question for Scott. Hey guys, it's Mike Judge calling from the uh, Oshawa Camaro plant Friday uh, morning. Uh, unfortunately, I'm working the night shift tonight, so I won't be able to li- listen to you guys live with Scott. But I'll definitely tune in uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Anyway, so I, I could make it short. I, I know you got Scott on tonight. And I just wanted to pass on my congratulations to uh, Mr. Sottlemyer for his uh, his announcement that he's retiring from GM. I know that uh, all of us uh, in the in the company are going to miss him. He's a fabulous guy, and um, I'm really honored to uh, to be his friend and uh, for everything he's done for me. So, uh, Scott, uh, I wish you all the best. I know that you always keep your uh, your hand in the business in some capacity. And um, I wish you uh, health and happiness, and uh, hopefully our paths will cross again. And take care of yourself, buddy. All right, guys, take care of yourself. Doing a great job with the show, and uh, have a great night tonight. Bye now. Uh, great message. Great message. <laughs> He's one of my heroes. Let me tell you. He's Mike Judge, just such a does good guy. Such an incredible job for our and, customers and he, every day. And the voicemail's still going. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. There. Yeah, he's 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 one of those guys oh, you talk man. about. He puts his heart, put his heart into his work, no question. I wish we could clone him. I wish we could clone him. That's he's just a, a fantastic guy. Winner of the uh, Mark of Excellence Award yeah, last quarter, yep. uh, which uh, only gets awarded to one employee every quarter. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So well, when you say one job. employee, you mean per plant or company no, wide? Company wide. And so, all of General Motors. So how many people Motors. are employed by General Motors a ballpark? Lot, a lot. <laughs> Tens of thousands? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Wow. And he's, he's one, one, yeah. hundreds of thousands. one of four hundreds of thousands. that year. Wow. Mike's, Mike's the man. We, he, he really is. I can't wait to see him again. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see him again soon. And he's a good friend. Yes. A good friend. And, the, and that's the thing is uh, that goes back to what we talk about. He, Mike isn't a guy that just works on the assembly line. He's he's our friend. Yeah. You know, and it's always good to hear from you, Mike. And again, can't wait to yeah. see you soon. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was definitely directed right towards Scott because we did announce on our Facebook page that we'd be having Scott in the studio. Yes, we did. Um, And if you haven't joined our Facebook page, Chris, tell everybody where to find it. Uh, Just head over to facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show uh, or hit us up on uh, Twitter at at Camaro Show. Uh, Same with Periscope, at Camaro Show. That's right. And Instagram, at Camaro Show. And then once you finish doing that, pick up the phone and give us a call and talk to us about what you have on your mind. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. And we do have another voicemail here. This is Russ from the F-Body Gathering. I live in North Carolina, but F-Body Gathering in Atlanta. Uh, For Scott. Wow. Uh, Congratulations, and, and hope that you have a fantastic retirement. The uh, auto community is really losing a, uh, a fantastic ambassador for, uh, for GM and, and just for cars in general. Nobody has a higher passion. Nobody cares more about the, uh, the, the fans and the owners of these cars. And, you know, when he quits coming around to these shows, and I don't know that he will, but when he quits going around the shows, everybody's going to miss him. Uh, this is a, a classic company man from, you know, from years past, and, and GM may not know how much they're going to miss him, but, uh, but they certainly will. The brand will suffer as a result, but you know, time goes on and things change and, you know, just wish you the best Scott and hope to see you again, hopefully in May. Thanks everybody. That's my friend, Russ Carrier. Good old Russ. Russ, man. And I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to still be going to shows, but let me tell you, there's plenty of people to replace me. We've got a great team out there. We've got great people representing the brand. So, um, one goes, there's other people to replace me. So I, I would say that there's plenty of people that can sit at your old desk. Yes. Yeah. And I'll leave so. it at that. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, poor Russ, did you see what happened to his car this week? Oh, yeah. What, what, what? I, he just got ass-packed on the expressway. 
Yeah, not good. And oh, his, uh, his Facebook gets totaled too. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, oh, so sorry man. to hear that, Russ. Hey, oh. but you know what? There's there's a new car around the bend. Yes. All right. Well, I know he was. And a... we'll build one for you, Russ. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, Chris, is that all we have for our voicemails this, this that week? Is, uh, that is it. Yeah. Very surprising because we did post on our Facebook page that you know we were doing this kind of special episode, and again, it's going to run long. So um, you may have to break this up into two listening sessions, one on the way into work and one on the way back. That's fine. But uh, as we did, we, we posted on our Facebook page. We also asked people to um, post their questions for Scott. Um, and so we're going to get into the second half of this episode, starting off with those questions. And Scott, of course, answer what you can and just deny <laughs> even any knowledge yeah. of what you can't. Oh and then this we're going to spend a little time <laughs> just getting into uh, you know a little bit more about you for those who... Know your name, but not where, how great of an impact you've provided. So, yeah, we kind of we kind of uh, talked about you. Was it last week or the week before? I think both. Okay, um, about how we we met you at Camaro Superfest uh, back in the nineties. Scared to death. Thought you were mad um, at me. <laughs> during I remember the, it like it was yesterday. <laughs> during the so. fourth gen years. So talk talk a little bit about your involvement in the car in the fourth gen years. Well. I started out, you know, I grew up in a Chevy dealership. My father was a Chevy dealer. My uncle was a Chevy dealer. My cousin still is a Chevy dealer. The weasel. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, growing up in that dealership gave me the passion for the car. I remember the first Camaro I saw was September 10th of 1966 when we got our first one in. It was a Bolero red convertible, and I thought it was the most magnificent car I'd ever seen. Wow. And, of course, at that point, the public hadn't seen them yet. We had to hide the cars back then. If you were a dealer and you got your new model cars and you had to hide them. So it went into my grandparents' garage. Wow. And I remember seeing that car and it was love at first sight and it's something that's never gone away. And um, when we went to brand management at General Motors, I was one of 500 and some people considered for the job. But because of my passion, that's why they selected me. And uh, so I like to tell people I'm just a Camaro enthusiast that got lucky enough to work on the car he loves. Wow. That's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. People people buy the car and they say, oh, I'm a Camaro guy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's, oh. That may be true, but boy. Well, you'd be surprised the number of people that have Camaros in their past. You know, if no matter who you talk to, somebody... They all have a Camaro in their past. If it wasn't theirs, it was their best friends or their brothers or their sisters or their mothers Absolutely. or their fathers. Everybody has a Camaro story. Everybody has an uncle that had a Camaro, I think. Yep. I do. What what year did you come on the fourth gen? Was it 93? Uh, 90, no, 1996. 96? Yep. The, the year I bought mine. Yep. And who was the... Uh, did they have a chief engineer back then? Yeah, John Hunter. John Hunter. Oh, yeah. Ted yeah. Robertson. Oh, okay. Ted Robertson. Yeah. Ted doesn't get a whole lot of mentionings. John still there's, does. There's yeah, a lot John of people definitely that, does. There's a lot of people that worked on this car that are the unsung heroes. You know, there's these release engineers that release all the components for these cars and the engines and the transmissions and the braking systems and such. Those are the unsung heroes, and those are the ones that make the car so good yeah. because of the passion that they have, and it, and it comes across. Um I like to say if you work on some of the brand teams, you have conversations. When you work on Camaro Corvette, you have fist fights sometimes. <laughs> and I don't mean we literally punch each other, but it. But there's a lot of you know hot under the collar because you feel so passionate about something. Yeah. He did and that's dialogue. great. That's great stuff. I mean, that's why the car is as good as it is. Uh, and I'm still proud of the fourth-gen car. That car is still out there. People are still racing them on, on road courses. They still perform amazingly well. Uh, I'm. I still have my 2002. I still get thumbs up all the time when people see me drive it. It's a convertible. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 a car that's uh, weathered well. Sure has. We were talking just before we started doing the show. There's some things about the fourth gen Camaro that get often overlooked. Um, you were saying it's the first vehicle ever to have electronic. What, what was it? About electronic the brake control. It was the first production car to have that as ever. standard equipment. Yeah. Ever. It was a regular production car, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. You know. So, and uh, let's see here. And, you know, when you think about what the car almost became, it almost became a front-wheel drive. The GM80 car uh, was going to be the fourth-gen car. And the Citation? No, no, it was <laughs> called a GM80. And it was a front-wheel drive uh, plastic body car that was supposed to become the fourth-gen. And luckily, it was born, stillborn. <laughs> so uh, we took a third-gen and put new front suspension on it and a whole new body. 
um, brought it out as a 93 model, and uh, let's face it, the car was a rocket ship. Uh, it, was, it was groundbreaking. There was nothing like it out yeah. there. From the country who brought you rock, rock and roll. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 But I remember seeing the first time I saw it in person, I'm like, oh my God, there's, I've never seen anything like it. It might as, well be, might as well have been a UFO with a bow tie on it. But I got to tell you, if you think about it, every Camaro's been that way. The second-gen Camaros, my God, when they come out, people were just blown away by that yeah, car. The first-generation car was that way. Yeah. The third-generation car was a rocket ship when it came yeah. out. I remember driving one on the Atlantic City Expressway about 11.30 at night, pulled into the uh, service station to get gas. And I had 18 people standing around the car trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> really? They had no idea. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. So the car has always been one of those cars that turns heads. That's that's one of the reasons that people buy the car. They like the performance. They like the look. They like the feel. They want to have fun driving. I've always had fun driving a Camaro. Oh, yeah. That's why I like third gens, because they drive great. At least I think so, anyway. Well, the fourth gen was the car that actually got me to get rid of my Grand National. Yeah. I traded, traded in and got into a 93. And uh, I got an automatic, and uh, I, then after that, I decided, you know what? I want to learn how to drive a stick shift car. So I got a 95. Yeah. You want to take that? Want to take a live call? Let's take sure. a live take, call. Take a live call. Okay. Welcome to the Camaro Show. You are live with myself, Jason, Chris Frezza, and Scott, the F-Bod father, Settlemeyer. Who's this? This is John from Bucks County. John, John from Bucks County. How's it going? Did you know you're watching us on Periscope, aren't you? We're watching you. Yeah, so I knew Andrew it. And I are sitting here. We're enjoying a beer, of course, and it's appropriate glassware. <laughs> Excellent. And we're listening to the show. And I said to Andrew, I said, I'll bet you I'll call. <laughs> and the phone, the desk, the phone's right next to them. He's going yeah. to answer. Yeah. <laughs> we're really surprised that people haven't done this before yeah. because they know when we're on. <laughs> exactly. So. See, we are we are setting a we are we are we are blazing a new trail here <laughs> in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. So, so we, we do have a question for Scott. There you sure. go. And we would like to know what was his greatest success and what was his greatest regret. Well, that's a really that's a tough one. question. I guess my my the, the best success was watching the fifth gen Camaro concept car roll out and watch yeah. watch people just go absolutely crazy over the car. Um, you know, the morning that we showed that car, you couldn't get into the General Motors exhibit, let alone into the Chevrolet exhibit. I watched full grown men burst into tears as that car came out onto the stage. Guilty. But um, it was also interesting because, and I don't think I'm talking out of turn here. Uh, you couldn't get near the Chevrolet concept car, and yet there were crickets chirping over in the Dodge Challenger area. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, that was, you know, the the rebirth of the car. Th there'll be nothing that ever compares to that to me. Yeah. Uh, one of the deepest regrets was the day I had to write the letter that the car was going to go on hiatus. Oh. And I think I can now tell the story that I actually put the word hiatus in the press release and got into trouble for using the word hiatus. And I put it in there because I felt strongly that I needed to let Camaro community know that the car would not go away forever, even though I had no guarantee of that. Right. I just kept telling people to have have faith because I felt deep in my soul that this car would be back one day, even though there was no plans to bring it back at the time. Zero plans. Zero plans. And that was that was a word we actually stressed hiatus. for many many years. They said that this car was not canceled. This car is on hiatus. Well, I'm sure the brass didn't like. Officially, it. <laughs> General Motors never said that. Yeah, but but it you never, did. That never actually got said, other than uh, it got snuck into the press release and uh, got into a lot of trouble over that one. But you know, uh, we showed the car, and uh, so that was um, my biggest regret and my biggest success, I guess. I would think so. Wow. Well, thank you. That's a that, that's a great. We we were sitting here enjoying your response, and uh, can't thank you enough for all you've done for the Camaro and. Camaro enthusiasts in the community. I've been personally, I'm 44 years old this year, and I bought my first Camaro when I was 14 years old. I saved up my lawn mowing money, 400 <laughs> bucks. And I uh, bought my first 67 Camaro. It was for $400. It, it didn't run. I brought it home, took it all apart, got a Chilton's manual, figured out how to get it working, got all the parts, went to the junkyard with my little red wagon, my toolbox, and <laughs> Got it running. I drove it all through high school, won wow. the senior car contest with nice. it. So, and it created friendships today, including Andrew standing next to me here, my neighbor, who's 
moved in and saw me go by in my ZL1 and came running out the door and went, oh, my God, ZL1, I've never seen one in the wild before. He had just moved in. I said, we're going to be good friends. Here's, so, here's a bit of trivia. My first, my first job assignment for General Motors was in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. I had Trent, New Jersey, North Philadelphia, and all of Hunterdon County, huh. New Jersey as a district manager. So if you would have been around back in 1977, you would have seen this young guy with a mustache driving around in a Z28 company car. Wow. Oh, wow, that is a great... That? I lived in Village of Penbrook and Levittown, believe it or not. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 like, that's like 20 minutes from here. We're right <laughs> yep. on the river, right on the Delaware River in yep. the middle of uh, nowhere. Yep, I know where you are. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful area, let me tell you. Beautiful area. Well... Well, we'll let you guys get back to the show. Um, great show, and thank you, Scott, again. And we wish you the best with your with, with what your future endeavors are. And we hope to see you at the uh, next Camaro function, hopefully BBOMG. What's the next one, I guess? Long Island. Long Island. New York. Long Island, yeah. I used to have Long Island, too, so you just may see me there. <laughs> Long Island. Well, that's Long Island. great. Yeah. Thanks, Chris, thanks so much for calling in. my call live, and... Um, you guys have a great night. We're enjoying the show. We're going to listen to the rest of it. Take Thanks care, so John. Thanks so much. Very, very cool. I, I really am surprised that nobody's, you know, since we've been doing Meerkat and now Periscope, that nobody's like, they're right there. Yeah. They're going to answer I'm if I call, call it. I'm going to call. <laughs> uh, don't, let's great. not go crazy with that, guys, yeah, please. We, we do have, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, great. Thanks, Thanks, John and boys in Bucks County, yeah. Pennsylvania. Um, so, we were, we were talking about the fifth, the fourth John. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when uh, when you and I were doing uh, Camaro Superfest, when was that? Ninety seven. Ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. Yeah, when we first met Scott. Yeah, and I yeah. think that was the first time. Was that when we uh, met the people at SLP? Uh, no, I knew Reg and Reg Harris and nope. uh, who was who, no, nope. I didn't know David then. I didn't know Ed then either. But I didn't Jeff know Yachnan. didn't oh, know yeah? Jeff. I knew um God, I forgot his name. The guy with the pumpkin Camaro. No, no, that was that was well, that was um, because he worked for SLP, didn't he? Matt Murphy. That was Matt, Matt Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. No, there was another guy. I forgot his name. He was like the the contact for SLP, and I knew him more than anybody else. But I can't think of his name at the time, at the moment. Um, well, I remember you guys very well because you started the Save the F Body uh, <laughs> website, and yes. I was bound determined I was going to print that sucker out. <laughs> and I spent a couple nights in the office after work printing it out, and when I piled up the papers, there was about three probably three letters per page and it was about a foot and a half stack deep and i took that into several chevrolet meetings going uh, america is not happy with the fact that we're dropping this car and it was amazing the letters the heart-tugging letters oh, that we yeah. got from people and uh, you know that's the one thing that people never gave up the faith they they knew this car would come back and it did yeah that was crazy we listened now that the, and and is is it true? There's a, there's a rumor that the car almost died. Car and, almost died a couple times. You and know, and uh, what for ninety eight? We we were going to end production at the end of ninety eight. Uh, I remember in two thousand we were we were only going to have V six engines because oh. there was such a demand for pickup trucks and sport utility vehicles. We didn't have the capacity for V eight engines. And the team said, look, you know, if you're going to do that, you might as well just you know close it down right now because we can't just sell the car with a six cylinder engine. And I give credit to the. Uh, the um, management team at General Motors, we built a new engine plant so that we could provide V8 engines for all our applications, and that kept the car through 2002. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the LS1 engine was what made the big difference in the car. Yes. When we brought that out in 98, that's when we started selling a lot of V8 engines. Yeah. And, um, and then to you this started day, it's really still a great smoking car. the competition, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's still a great, it's still a great fun to get it behind the wheel of an LS1, crank it up, hear that engine bellow, and take it out and just enjoy it. And severely underrated. Yeah. Yes, severely <laughs> underrated. And, and That's another thing. thing. Um, most people don't realize the LS1 and the uh, F car actually had a truck camshaft in it. Oh, interesting. But we can talk about that before. Yeah, we couldn't talk about that before. You know what's really amazing is that a lot of um, weekend racers and semi-pro racers use the LSX engine yes. in their race cars, be it a Mustang, a Camaro, you name it. Um, there's the, the LSX engine fits great into an SN95 style Mustang. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what guys use. Isn't that what... Uh, that's what Mike and Steve you know, are building there yeah. at full throttle speed. Interesting. Yeah. 
Interesting. Stick a couple of turbos on there, or just one big one, and let it rip. Wow. So it, it's wow. it's definitely endured. So, um, what was your biggest challenge on the F card? Uh, I think the biggest challenge was just you know keeping the volume up with no no money. Yeah. Um, you know, we had like enough vir- money to do. Uh, there's virtually brochures. no advertising later in the later parts we, of the F card. We really only did regional advertising after '95, '96. Uh, you know, if you were in Florida or Texas or California, you, you saw specific Camaro ads. But nationally, we we didn't have the money to advertise the car. We knew the car was going to go away. Uh, but with a recognition of 97% and an opinion of the car, way, almost 90%, people knew what the car was and they had a good opinion of it. The consideration wasn't there because it wouldn't meet their needs. Mm-hmm. If I could take you back to the 70s, uh, you saw a lot of Camaros and you saw a lot of coupes. In fact, the number one segment selling in 1977 was a personal luxury coupe. That segment doesn't even exist today. And if I could take you back to... Personal luxury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the Cutlass Supreme, the Grand Prix, the Thunderbird, the Monte Carlo. Those cars the Cordoba? Don't even ex- they don't even exist. <laughs> and if I took you back to then... There weren't any sport utility no. vehicles. You'd, you know, if you lived in Texas, you'd see Suburbans, but yeah. I mean, you didn't see sport utility vehicles, and there was a reason for that because they didn't exist. Wow, people's tastes have changed. They sure have. Okay, so you don't see that many two doors out there anymore, but the ones you do see are cars like Camaro and Mustang. Wow, and that's it. That's, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that's I think it. you see a Lexus and a Benz and a BMW. Yeah. What's Ford got that's two door? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite color? My favorite color? On the believe F car. It, b- believe it or not, <laughs> people ask for bright blue all the time. I happen yeah. to like bright blue. I love bright blue. In yeah. fact, my bicycles growing up as a kid and my, even as a, an adult, my bicycles are blue. Uh, but that's not what people buy all the time. Right. Um, you know, I look back over the years of my favorite cars. I had a, a 92 Z. 28 convertible uh, heritage edition, white with the red stripes and a red leather interior that I remember. Uh, the 97 anniversary car, what a great looking car. Yes. The 93 pace oh, car, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. the Orca whale car. Yeah. I mean, those cars Orca just whale. really, really <laughs> just love them. Just love them. Yeah. You know? So I like wow. to say there is no such thing as an ugly Camaro. There's just some not quite as fortunate as others. <laughs> Speaking of which, what are your thoughts on the newest Ford Mustang? I think they've done an incredible job. They're a very, wary, very um, worthy competitor. Chris loves it. <laughs> he does. Huh? No. No. Is that he black hates suburbans, it. I hear? I, I, th- no. I think it's a good-looking car. He thinks it's a good-looking car. Because I see him on 94 on the way into work all the time. <laughs> to me, the back end on a, on, on a Mustang, it just, just kills the car. Just, well, the, the back end I, I just kind of disappears. You know, it, it, that's very subjective, you know. Yeah. People, you know, Absolutely. some people yep. didn't like the back of the uh, fourth of the fifth gen car when they first saw it. They okay. didn't like the, the tail lights, uh, and that's why we changed them. Yeah. We made the car look a little wider. That's a very controversial subject. Absolutely. Anytime you bring it up, yeah. but, uh, no matter what you do, when you change a Camaro or Corvette, fifty percent love it, fifty percent hate it, ninety percent of those who hate it will love it in ninety days. Yeah. <laughs> That's Once true. And, God, that is so true. Yeah. yeah. So Man. you've you've been, you've been with General Motors for your entire career. You yeah. went to Northwood yeah. University. Yep. And then did you get hired into General Motors right away? Out no, of no, I didn't actually. I went to work for a small Chevy dealer about thirty miles from my family dealership because I wanted to get out and get more experience and get away from family. I just thought you know I could learn a little bit more. So I worked for a small Chevy dealer. He made me sales manager. 90 days after I went to work for him. And Chevrolet actually approached me about going to work for them. They wanted to take a retail guy and dump him in wholesale just to see what would happen. And uh, my father and mother and my (laughs) uncle thought this was wonderful, and I had no intentions of working for a corporation. So I agreed to go on the interview, and that was on a Thursday. And on Friday morning, uh, I was in the shower when the phone call came for me to see if they could go to work the following Monday. And that's what I did. Wow. And then you've been there ever since. Been there ever since. Wow. And it doesn't seem possible that it's been 38 years. It, it just doesn't seem possible that I was, 38 years ago, I was in Bucks County as a, a young guy contacting Chevy dealers. It's been a lot of fun. So where have you been in your career in General Motors? Oh, I've been all over the Northeast. I've lived in, uh, let me see, I've lived in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Vermont, 
Wow. So the whole, yeah, the whole Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. Yeah, I loved living in Long Island. That was one of my favorite assignments. Wow. But the a lot winter, of Camaros there. But the winter Camaros wasn't there. nice, though. You know what? The, it's funny. They, they they said, oh, we don't get any snow here. And the first winter, you know, you get one or two inches of snow. And the first the first snowstorm we had, we had something like 37 inches of snow. And I had just picked up a Quasar Blue Z28. Yeah. Wow. And it was completely drifted over. And I went back down and <laughs> got back into the Tahoe I'd been driving until the snow melted. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. So all over the Northeast and, of course, here in Detroit, I've been through Detroit a couple times. Wow. And you've been in here in Detroit for how, for, uh, for how long? Since 96. 96? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. <clears throat> and of course, there's no place like the Motor City, you know, when you think about it. Yeah. This is where all the action happens. It's the Carmecca, so, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun and of course, a lot of friends here. So Yeah. That was, uh, that was let's, let's read some of the questions we got. Yeah. Because that gonna... kind of leads right into... Uh, one of the first questions we we got, I, I, I printed out some sheets right here. Yep. Uh, yeah, you bet. So this came from our friend David Lua. I hope I said that right, David. Uh, he says, I, f- I first want to say congrats on retiring. I have one question for you, Scott. How do you feel that the Camaro is not only a car that people love, but also helped on making friendships all over the world? I've made lots of great friends because we love this car. I've owned a Mustang for over 15 years and never had that experience like I do with my Camaro. Also, I'd like to add, since you will have more free time, come and visit some of the Camaro guys in SoCal again. We would love to meet you again for some dinner. We've met you three times over six years owning my Camaro, and I always had a great time talking to you. I guess I better start uh, saving my frequent flyer miles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the name Camaro means pal, friend, or comrade. It actually came from Heath's French to English Dictionary, dated 1935. That's where the name was found. And I like to say Pete Estes, who was the president of General Motors at the time, General Manager Chevy, actually, at the time, uh, I often wonder if he had any idea that this car would make, be the catalyst for so many friendships worldwide. Um, the car just, you know, brings people together. It's incredible. And let's face it, you know, us three sitting here, we wouldn't know each other if it yeah. weren't for the Camaro. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah, it uh, it really has brought a lot of people together and it uh, evokes a lot of passion. Yes, it does. A lot of passion. Well, I yep. mean, if it weren't for the car, Chris, you and I wouldn't know each nope. other. Yeah. Nope. And we've been friends for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it was 2015. Yeah, oh. almost 20 years, man. Yeah. 20 years, yeah. That's crazy, Shit. man. Shit. Crazy. <laughs> anyway, and, and you know, we talked, you know, the site, CamaroZ20.com and all the sites that we, we help spawn off and, yeah. and this show and having Scott here leads, friends with That kind of leads to the next question, too. That's right. Next comes from our friend Charlie Sains. And I don't know if I ever know if I'm saying that right, yes. but it's a.k.a. Charlie1111111111. One, 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 one. He's got... A couple of them here. He said, would the fifth gen Camaro have been as successful as it was without the online community such with such sites as Camaro Z28, Modern Camaro, Camaro 5, LS1 Tech, and the generation-specific gatherings of Camaro 5 Fest and BBOMG? Or do you believe that the General Motors marketing would have been able to generate the hype and a strategy that made the fifth gen quite possibly one of the most significant ones in muscle car history? Oh, I think I think the uh, enthusiast community definitely made this car what it is. Um it certainly helped to put it in Transformers. Oh, I mean, oh yeah. I yeah. remember um, a couple of us from Team Camaro snuck out on a Friday afternoon to watch the movie. Yeah. And we were just blown away whenever uh, it transforms into the new Camaro. And people literally started cheering in the theater. I know. Yeah, wasn't that it crazy? Happened, it was just incredible. That happened when I saw it, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I thought it was a fluke. Great yeah. design. Great design sells cars. Yes. You know, you can't... It's hard to sell an ugly car, okay? This is a fantastic-looking car, but... The difference is, is the owners and how they get together and celebrate the car. You know, this weekend I'm going to get together with the um, Detroit 5th Gen guys for a bonfire. Okay. And, you know, I know what's going to happen. We're going to oh, fill yeah. that yard full of 5th Gen Camaros and everybody f- within miles is going to go past just to, just to look at the cars. They're going to so, fill no. you full of liquor. <laughs> Not me. I'm driving. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, no question about it. Uh, the the uh, online and enthusiast communities have really... Um, help to enhance the car. And then, of course, there's the Camaro Disciples. You know, this is the only car out there where we had 15 people helped us 
work on the design and packaging of the car and the way it went to market um, because we went out and talked to the actual enthusiasts and people that yeah. uh, represented the enthusiasts out there. Right. Eight men, seven women. The youngest at the, was at the time 19. The oldest was uh, somewhere north of 50. Wow. Uh, all walks of life. And um, that also made a huge difference in the car. Uh, still to this day, it's one of the most my greatest accomplishments personally is being just being part of that. I shouldn't say it's accomplishment, yeah. but just opportunity. Charlie's got another question. He said, in, in your eyes, was there a missed opportunity or element, either performance, marketing, or design, interior or exterior, that was never capitalized during the six-year run? Not that I can really think of. I mean, you know, people said we couldn't make the car handle, and, and we certainly <laughs> did that with the ZL1 and the Z28. Oh, my God, yes. You know, um, I don't know how that you can answer that question, but I, I really can't see much of how we could have possibly missed it. Um, how about Pilcher Purple? <laughs> <laughs> it's our good friend Cheryl Pilcher, who's the product manager on the fourth gen and the fifth gen car. Just an incredible, uh, incredible woman and a good friend. She's great. And uh, she liked purple, and I liked sport gold in '98. So we, she got purple, and I got sport gold. <laughs> Whew. Um. What's Cheryl up to these days? She's still product manager yeah. on the Camaro, on the, the current car, and the sixth generation car, and of course uh, oh, okay. the SS Performance Sedan. She's nice. the product manager on that, which we know is going yep. away. So we talked about that a few yeah. a couple weeks yeah. ago. We we're bummed about that. Yeah. Charlie has one footnote. He said the red bow tie originally featured on the SSX SEMA concept was influenced by Scott from a brief online personal conversation I was lucky to have with him about three years ago for my Camaro SS way before, and he put like 17 Ys there, <laughs> before the flow tie. It helps to not only seem, helps to not only, not only to set me apart from the majority of fifth gen Camaros at shows, but mainly proves provides me a great historical story for the significance shared by Mr. Settlemeyer that I like to talk about with my closest colleagues. I'd like to thank him for that bit of info for everything that he has done and accomplished. Uh, happy retirement. Cheers. Well, thank you for the, the, the good wishes. Uh, and I thank everybody for that. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Pretty neat. He included yeah. a picture of, of his red, his little red bow tie, red, that red, red, like, outlined red, bow his tie. own red flow tie. Yeah, so it's interesting because everybody, you know, I like to say I'll build twelve black Camaros that all look the same, and six months later, none of them look the same. <laughs> exactly. Everybody has that little touch they like to change. A lot of people like to change the bow tie color. They black it out. They change it. They put an SS there. You know. And now so, nowadays the cars are all lit up. Yep. <laughs> oh boy, you can see a Camaro show from space sometimes Holy with the, the number of LEDs. Yeah. And the new car is incredible. We can change the interior lighting twenty four different ways, and it even has a light show for when you're parked at a car show. You can Isn't throw it on light crazy. show, and it just keeps changing. And that was great clearly stuff. great stuff. It was clearly started by by the, the car shows. Yep. Well, and it was something that came out of the Disciples. They wanted something that you could reconfigure the interior. So that, that came directly from the Disciples. Well, it's, it's, been, it's been a hell of a ride so far. I mean, from, from Chris, you and I meeting because we had Camaros and then yeah. kicking around the idea of starting a website. And, yeah. and then we did, yeah, and then the saved F-Body thing. And, and then <laughs> Scott was given a presentation there at Domino's Farms at the Camaro Superfest. Domino's and I'm like, Farms, I got to go yeah. and talk to this guy and... Make sure that he knows that our intentions are good, and we're not trying to make GM look bad. And because you know, it, in my twenty-four-year-old mind, you were like the guy, like at the very top of the I the Renson. I had you pretty well fooled, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when you buy a car, you really don't get to know the people behind it. You you sign on the dotted line, and your closest contact to the car is the the guy that sold it to you. In That's most true. cases. That's true. In most cases. So so me walking up to you and saying, listen, me and my buddy Chris, we're the guys behind the Save the F-Body thing. Please don't hit me. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, you realize that our intentions were good, and we've yeah. been friends ever oh, yeah. since then. Yeah. And you were probably one of the one of the first people at, at GM to actually in, uh, engage in social yeah. media by, well, by signing up uh, on the forums yeah, as, 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 the, that, as the man there, there from was, Mars. There was a time where Red we Planet. weren't supposed to be on the media, and I uh, used to... Uh, I called myself Red Planet, which yes. anybody that knew that I was from Mars, Pennsylvania, figured out pretty quickly yeah. who I was. But we weren't really supposed to be out there talking. But um, you you talk about a challenge. How do you sell the car when there's no money for advertising? And what you do is you make the car great. 
great powertrains, great performance, great handling, and you support the people who love the car. And you go out to these shows and you meet the people and let them know that there is a whole team of people behind that car bringing them such a great performance. Wow. Uh, I just happened to be the face that was recognizable, but um, let me tell you, I represent a whole bunch of people out there, thousands of people that brought you these great cars. Wow. There's the, but those are the unsung heroes. My first car, my first new car, I should say, that I ordered specifically was a Ford Ranger. Do you think that I had a way of getting a hold of the dude that was the, the I don't know, whatever the Ford called it back in 93, to, you know, to, to say I love my truck? No, I, I signed the paper from the dude, yeah. and, and I got to think at his age, he's no longer with us. <laughs> by now you know and, and that was that was he was my contact he was the guy if i had an issue he was the guy i talked to your salesperson yeah and of course he was a dealership guy so yeah. you know he's his hands were only so tied yeah. you know he could only do so much but now it's a, such a different world and scott just like chris and i honestly have to say we pioneered the online automotive enthusiast community for camaro yeah, I gotta be. Yeah, well, be you know what? Yeah, but you I, would, I would say I would say that you pioneered it for all cars because I don't know that there were many sites out there, uh, no matter what the brand was, like CamaroZ28.com. You were a huge, huge site out there, regardless of the car brand. And thank you for that. And we we did it because we cared so much about the car. Yes. Sure, so yeah. much passion. But passion. You just like that. You also pioneered. Letting the car buyer get in touch with the faces behind the car. That's huge. And that is definitely and huge. You can do that now, but you couldn't then. You had you had well, to hide behind a, a username. Well, and that but that didn't last very long. That that pretty soon, you know, social media became a, a great method of doing that, and that's why it made so much sense to do the disciples. You know, let's let's get 15 people that are from around the country that belong to various organizations and websites and clubs, and get them in here and let's talk to them about what makes people tick. What what's the hot buttons that we have to put in this car, uh, so that people will really love the car and it'll be such a success. And um, that that all came starting with CamaroZ28.com. That really kind of was the incubator, if you will. Well, wow. we, we couldn't have done it without you helping us along. The support of General and, Motors and, and Chevrolet. Well, and... really, there's a time when we got support from Scott. Right. General Motors didn't understand the value yeah. at that time. Right. I mean, I mean at, at that point, too, we still we still had the, uh, what was that, the, the Camaro Heritage? Um, the, the Heritage Tour? The Heritage yeah. Tour? No. The, the Legends Tour. Legends, Legends tour. tour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was... Well, the Heritage Tour came first. The, the Heritage Tour was... Uh, Right after the anniversary tour, and then it became a Legends tour, yeah. which was very, very cool. That yeah. was awesome. Um, what What can you What can you say that you can What would you like to say to our, all our listeners about the future of the car that wouldn't get you in trouble? You know, I mean, you said have faith and hiatus. We've covered yeah. all that, but moving forward, you know, it's yeah. I, it's something I've 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 said millions of times. Have faith. Team Camaro never sleeps. Al Oppenheiser and the, and Jim Callahar and the whole group of engineers and the designers, they love this car. They own Camaros themselves. You don't just become a member of Team Camaro. You you're you're. I won't say elected to it, but let me tell you, there's a lot of people that want to work on the team, and they don't work on the team. If you don't have what it takes, you're not going to be on the team, and you're not going to last. Wow. Um, so just know that we're never done. We're never done. We know what the car has to be, what represents, and we won't do something that isn't worthy of the car. We're the custodians of the brand, if you will. And uh, as we speak, uh, they're still working on the, the, the current car. We're still working on the six-gen car, and we're looking beyond that. So Already. Well, that's good to know. Like like Scott just said, man, Team Camaro never sleeps. And we, and like we've always <laughs> said, we're... We, Especially lately, we are living in the golden age of performance vehicles. We sure are. We so, we take what the enthusiast community has to say to heart. We listen to what you have to say. When you ask for something, we try to deliver it. Uh, like I say, uh, when you see this six-gen car and you get into it and you get to experience it, you get to start playing with the light show, you can tune uh, on the NPP exhaust. You can actually tune the exhaust. 
Uh, let's, let's be clear about that. That doesn't happen through the radio. Like the sound doesn't come through the, the sound radio. Sound doesn't come through the radio. You, you tune the, it using the controls on the radio, right? That, that's correct. Okay, that's correct. Because there was there was everybody had a huge misunderstanding over that. That's correct. No, it's not. It's not something that the radio creates the noise. It's simply use, you're using the electronics of that to control valves in the exhaust system itself. Just like you control that's, the door chime. That's, yeah, no, that's yeah. that's what people ask for there's some people that want a robust sound there's some that want a quiet ride so there's a stealth mode on it um but you know that said we still have to pass noise drive-by standards most people don't realize 80 decibels is the noise drive-by standard the federal requirement that we must meet that's a standard lawnmower (laughs) well to give you an idea some truck tires won't uh pass the 80 decibels so when you buy a new Chevy truck or a new Ford truck or a new Toyota truck, the tires on that have to have a specific tread so that it doesn't exceed 80 decibels as it goes by a, an actual test. So there must be a different standard for Harley motorcycles oh. then. Man, don't even get me started on that. <laughs> That's correct. But the point is, is you know, things like this, uh, when the enthusiasts ask for it, we, we, we take it seriously. Now, the problem that you run into is... Um, you know, we still have to bring the car in at a reasonable price, and it has to meet all the federal safety standards and um, emission standards. And so there are certain things we can't do, but, um, you you know, we, we take it very seriously when you ask for stuff. I can't wait to see what the future holds, but... I think it's a very, very bright future. I'm, I'm already happy with what's, what's in front of us now. Holy cow. <laughs> so... I mean, we're looking at, you know, the 6th gen uh, about to be uh, released. Yeah, launched, any day now. I, mean, I would say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's This is a this is a good time, man. Yeah, This is a good is. time. And speaking of good times, thank you for, for giving us a great episode, Scott, for coming into the studio yeah. here. And oh, it's great to be here. Great to be here. And thank you for those who have watched us on Peri- yeah, uh, Periscope. I, I just want to acknowledge a few people yeah. who, who have been posting and watching uh, and some of their, their comments. Uh, Dana C- Sue. Pitts or Pritz uh, has been oh. <laughs> has been watching uh, Scott Ritzy. I know Dana from high school. Uh, Morris Wonderful. G. Bartlett. No Morris. Um, no Morris. Well. Scott Ritzy. Uh, David Lua. Uh, William Tucker. Peter Kellyendo. Pete. No, Peter Pete. from uh, the, the Bronx father. <laughs> the Bronx father. We call Peter. Yeah. yeah Jason Emmett. Uh, Mike Perry, Mike Calipai, oh, Mike, yeah. Russ Mike. Carrier, uh, Jason Port says thanks to Scott Settlemeyer for Jason's everything you friend. do. He's a great guy. Great guy. Yep. Uh, and um, we've we've got almost a hundred likes on this oh, this picture thank here. Plus, you all. plus everybody who's who's watching live too. So Scott, if you want to leave us with uh, your customary what you've always said, keep the faith, buddy. Keep the faith. And there's also the other thing you would say, especially around holidays. Oh, yeah. About wearing seatbelts? Yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. You know, we put them in there for a reason. It's a law, but uh, <laughs> guys, you know, we don't want anybody to be seriously injured or killed in one of our automobiles. So please, I'm begging you, wear the seatbelts. <laughs> it's there for a reason. It's coming from the F-Bot father himself. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, Scott, thank you very much. We had to leave with this music. We, yeah. just, we just had to. So. <laughs> and uh, enjoy your retirement. Congratulations on a hell of a career. Okay, i got to get rid of this. Yeah, hell of a career. Lose the music. Because <laughs> yeah. I was going to start getting all teary-eyed. It's, it's, uh, it's been a great ride. And, uh, and people do- ask me if there's anything I'd change, and really there isn't too much I'd change. Well, you know what? If nobody else has said it, you've done a great job. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. you know, and thank, thank you, you for, yeah. for doing that for us. And again, we thank all our listeners. we got to wrap it up because this, this is well over twice as long as what we normally do. But, but of that's course, okay. it's a special episode. Heck yeah. And we, we thank everybody for uh, for jumping in here. So we'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled program and hijinks and shenanigans. <laughs> and uh, Scott's going to be off probably basking in the sun somewhere with an iced tea in his hands. So. Yeah. You bet. All right. Thanks, everybody. And thank you, Scott. Thanks for listening, and everybody appreciate it. See you next week. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya!